0: we are here we are in the cold here's here we are in the echo sounds like we're in a bathroom yeah because we're right next to the bathroom (laughs) oh the door is closed actually maybe we should open that for a little more ambiance yeah yeah maybe that trickling
1: water in the toilet that that toilet by the way probably costs them a hundred dollars a month and how it just runs like that but um yeah we're we're in the green room uh the acme green room the
0: famous acme green room Yes, this is a first for the uh, No Laugh Track podcast. Here we are, episode 80 with Pete Lee. Pete Lee's back after episode 11. Yeah. Oh, I was episode 11? 11. I feel very honored to be back. And now we're at 80. That's, yeah. It's been I, a long um, time.
1: Yeah. Feel like maybe you could have invited me back somewhere around forty or fifty, but you know. But
0: now I'm now I'm at eighty. All right. <laughs> well, uh, episode forty, I talked to that uh, cutout of Ron Burgundy that we're, that we're sharing the room with, and uh... really, did you do that? No, but oh. I should have. <laughs> was Derek just behind it going? Yeah, I'm
1: Ron Burgundy. <laughs>
0: it was like one of those Conan things where they put the lips yeah. in.
1: <laughs> I have salon
0: quality hair. <laughs> Ron Burgundy, Do- what what does he put? Pitching Chevrolet, Dodge, Ram. Dodge,
1: yeah. Um, the story behind that was that the same movie company that did The Hobbit did uh, Anchorman two, and all the promotional dollars went to The Hobbit, and Anchorman got like nothing. And so that's why they did they co branded with Dodge. They did all those PR moves, like like uh, Ron Burgundy was going on, just like showing up in like Cedar Rapids, Iowa, right, right. Going in, on the local in news. the Dakotas, yeah, yeah doing
0: sports, uh. yeah. And when
1: they released the movie. They basically said, uh, like, like people on Facebook were saying, like, enough with the promotion right, of this right. movie; it's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they yeah. had zero dollars, and they they still had enough publicity that they annoyed people. I did not know that. Isn't that great? Wait, which Hobbit? The one that just came out? That's yeah. In theaters now. Yeah, this one. So that yeah, because of the Hobbit, Ron Burgundy wasn't. Uh, now they have ads playing for it. I think they were like, "All
0: right, good job, you guys. No. We'll take it from here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take no it kidding. Here. Yeah. Which one and you've seen you've seen Anchorman two. I've seen
1: Anchorman one and Anchorman two and we were talking in I had a tweet that was retweeted by Judd Apatow, which was like the best Christmas or it was Christmas Eve Eve that he retweeted it. And I do all the Eves
0: up in front of it. Thanksgiving is like Christmas, Eve, Eve 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 but, uh, I actually was going. I was yeah. going through your tweets last night, and I saw the one. I read it to my girlfriend. I'm like, "Happy Christmas Eve, 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 Eve." Like, I love that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is it in August?
1: We're like, wow, this is Christmas a hundred eves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, every day would be happier if it was Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. But um, I so mean, Apatow retweeted you. Yeah,
1: he retweeted me. Uh, I I said uh, I walked a mile in the snow and ice, which is true, to watch Anchorman 2, and I would gladly do it again without shoes. No. Nah. That's what my tweet was why, why did you have to walk to the theater? Because when you go to these comedy clubs like no matter how great your life is going or how like awesome you might be, um, you get stuck at a hotel that's like a half a mile or a mile away from whatever the food is or the whatever. And so you're just this weird guy in Des Moines, Iowa, walking places where no one walks. Yeah. And you're, you're, just, you're just walking places. And so I was just trudging through the ice and snow to go see Anchorman, <laughs> yes, and I trudged so. back. And there were people in their warm cars passing me like, wow, look at that loser. And I was like,
0: I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> do you do? You know, uh, a lot of comedians have been coming to town here and talking about using those bikes you know, like those uh, rental bikes oh, in the big city? cities? Yeah, Have yeah. you done that at all when you're on the
1: road? No. I, I'm like a huge cyclist, but I guess I get my fill of cycling when I'm in New York. Oh, and when okay. I'm, uh, and every once in a while, like in the summer, if, I, if um, my wife is sitting right next to me, say hi. Hello. That's my wife.
0: She exists. She's bundled up just like you are. She exists. She um, exists. <laughs>
1: But I'll, I'll actually go to a bike store and, like, try to trade tickets with them for me renting, like, a real, like, like cycling bike. Oh, and no kidding. I'll bring my shorts and my shoes and stuff. And did I've they got, turn you down ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, I don't want It's so funny how many people are out there in the world that are like, I don't. I don't watch comedy. And I'm like, wow, you have no joy in your life, do you? Just <laughs> zero. And
0: you're going to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um
1: yeah i but i've never done those bikes so,
0: so co- comedians have come a, here and, a lot yeah are have been telling me you know i just was in new york and i did them there and i was in chicago and i did them there and, yeah well in new york the big problem my
1: wife hates the city bikes um just hates them with a passion because that's why when i brought that up
0: she sort of smirked like
1: <laughs> yeah it will the city bikes are i mean you can rent a bike but you don't have to have a helmet and so, a lot of times in New York, you have these people that have never been on a bike. Oh, they're, okay. They're yeah. in their thirties; they're adults. Um, they're clumsy New Yorkers Like, I grew up in New York, and I'm not that athletic. Yeah, yeah. And then they're on a bike in traffic with cab drivers that come from countries that didn't even have roads. You know, like, right, right, right. Like it, it's it's just not a good recipe. As sooner or later, somebody's going to die on one of those. And we have a car in New York. Like like you'll be driving. And you almost hit like four of them every time you try to get anywhere. And How
0: about the uh, when people leave a door open, or you know, like uh, that's always my fear. Wait, like 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 what? opening like I just parked. I'm getting out of my car. Open uh, the door. Bikes coming by.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We d- we do these bike rides up to New Jersey and back, and you have to go up Riverside Drive, and it's just 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 it. It's like what six miles of cars that could open their door and. And the whole time that we're doing it, she just confidently... My wife is, like, very confident in every situation, and I have none of that. Oh, you know? perfect pair. Yeah, it's a perfect pair. We're yin and yang to mm. the extreme, but, like, she just confidently, like, goes at, like, 20 miles an hour past these cars, and I'm like, uh, ah, we're going to die, we're going to
0: die, we're yeah, going to die, Yeah. we're yeah. going to yeah. die,
1: yeah, ah. Yeah, uh, Julian McCullough has a great joke um, uh, where he, he goes, uh, I, I bought a bike, and I live in New York City,
0: so now I know how I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I love Julian. Follow sh- him on Twitter. We should uh, talk about why we're in the back room here. We uh, every uh, episode of No Laugh Track has been recorded on the stage. Yeah, and when I was listening back to our first episode when you were here, episode eleven, episode and, eleven, uh, we were using the couches back then out on the stage. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. So you have a treat here that we're do back. Do you just use chairs? We just yeah, we stopped pulling the couches out. Now it's just the chairs out there. But since we're in the in the green room. We're yeah. back on the
1: couches, we're baby. We're back on the couches. I, did you guys switch to the sitting in chairs once they got the new chairs? Uh-huh. They used to have these chairs that, that you were would like, sink in and almost fall on the ground. Yeah, they were yeah. like... Like, part of the charm of Acme is when people come in here. Like, it's I mean, it's like stonework. Mm-hmm. It, I think this used to be a sweatshop of some sort. Like, it's probably haunted. And um, yes. when people come down here, <laughs> uh, no matter how great their lives are, it's sort of like you're in our world, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, you sit there and mm-hmm. you you obey our rules and uh those chairs were no different like they felt like you were sitting in like a lawn chair that wasn't a lawn chair like like you could like you'd get like a mark of the frame on the mm-hmm. back yeah of the your, wood yeah there was no yeah, material your, in the, in between yeah just about like you knew you were at acme when like on your
0: hamstrings you just had like a <laughs>
1: big mark from the chair
0: i remember uh like two years ago going to josh uh saying to josh the old manager like hey uh you know, I love the club and everything, and I never want to say anything bad, but the chair I was in tonight was just awful. He's <laughs> like, yeah, they're all like that. Yeah. Like, oh, never mind. Then. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I was bleeding because a, a screw was poking me. <laughs> but now they're all fixed, and we're in the back room. Yeah. Because not only do they have great chairs here, but tonight there's going to be heat. There is going to be heat.
1: There's a guy fixing the heat in there. Uh, I walked in, and he had a blowtorch going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, you know how welders, they... um they have that mask with the little dark thing so they don't look directly into the blowtorch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked directly into his blowtorch for like 10 seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a blowtorch. That's fascinating. <laughs> Dude, he and- wasn't wearing one, was he? No, he wasn't. He hmm. must not care about his eyesight. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's in there. So there will be heat tonight yeah. at Acme. Um, yeah, we
0: almost had to postpone, or who knows what. But
1: uh, yeah, they were like, "Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to?" I'm like, "No, let's just do it until he makes noises." Apparently, he had a machine. Is that the blowtorch machine? that Something
0: makes I saw some sort of contraption that had a uh, I don't know a, a tank. I don't know what's in the tank. I guess that's the propane. That's got to be the propane. Yeah i can't say propane without saying it like hank hill
1: propane also propane and propane accessories <laughs> That's right. those are the little things that make me happy in life when King i'm on the, the road, hill when i'm on the road um speaking of that stuff uh whenever i get lonely or like i'm i'm just like sad on the road you know like i don't want to make it sound like comedy is depressing because i'm a pretty happy comic in general my wife's like no you're not but um like I I like to do um impressions of JB Smoove. Do you know who that is? Of course. Oh yeah. Um, like I'll just be like in my hotel room being like, "Oh,
0: I'm gonna fuck you up, Larry." I'm gonna
1: <laughs> Can I swear on this? Yeah. Like yeah.
0: yeah, I just like I'll go on an improv like 20 minutes by myself like, "I'm gonna fuck you up." And then I'm gonna put a cheeseburger in your pocket. We had him on the uh morning show, you know, I work on oh, really? uh, a few months ago radio uh phone interview. Love him. We're all huge fans on the show. Mm-hmm. Could understand probably six words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he needs a
1: speech therapist. He's yeah. one of the most brilliant comedians and actors and improvisers. Yeah. And But yeah, he's just... want to take a look at my phone? <laughs> look at my phone. There's a screen.
0: There's a screen. There's a button. <laughs> Larry. Yeah, Larry. I push those buttons. Don't I push the button and then I make the phone call and I'm like, hello. <laughs> oh, hey, you're my friend. Does he do this when you're around? Or is this a private thing?
1: No, I try not to be annoying around my wife. I'm still... I like. I'm sure that I'm very annoying to her, but like, like I try. I'm still trying to disguise it. We're
0: only in three and a half years of our marriage, and I'm just trying to keep it going. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I have a girlfriend that we're going on two years uh, together, and just two nights ago, she was doing something, and I was like, "What? You, what is going? Who are you?" She goes, "You're not the only one that can be annoying."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh my god!
1: Wow! Isn't that crazy? When the person. That knows you best, doesn't like you, and then you're like, oh, wait, maybe I really am not likable. <laughs> like, she just tapped me. She just tapped me. No, my wife is amazing, and I'm not just saying that because she's here and I'm afraid of her.
0: Mm-hmm. And her fun. name is Jamie, but not the comedian that I've had on this podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, in the bar, I was telling you earlier about how, um, but I want the people in uh, podcast land to know. Um, so the comedian, Jamie Lee, who's on the show Girl Code, mm-hmm. uh, who was on Last Comic Standing, uh, for a long time, uh, whenever she would be on TV and do something great, because she's great, I'd get emails that would be like, your wife is amazing. Like, your wife is so incredible. And I'd be like, thank you, but that's not my wife. And my wife is a civilian. And, you know... Um, but jamie lee the comedian and i will we're friends and we'll go out to lunch like one time we were out for lunch when we both were taking a ucb class and then people would walk up like oh i never realized like it's you oh you're the you're a great couple and i was (laughs)
0: like "No, no no she's my sister no i mean my cousin no 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 relation no 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 no
1: um yeah she's she's amazing and i'm so happy for her success and um they uh girl code shoots in the studio next to us um like we i'm on best week ever on beach one right every friday night um it comes back on january 10th people should watch it um but it's so crazy because like their show gets like like three million viewers a week and then our show gets like their moms (laughs) 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 they're just such a cool show you know And um,
0: That's funny. <laughs> like
1: even like when they're getting ready to do their show, there's just this feeling like something's
0: happening. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and we're like, "Hey, what's that like? Is that fun?" So, well, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, a lot has happened to you in the last since the last time on in the last seven Wait, the last 69 episodes. Yeah, wait, did we purposefully
1: wait 69? 69, 69 episodes? dude. 69 episodes. Don't think I didn't notice,
0: man. I mean, yeah, man. You know what's fu- just on a uh, side note. This is so dumb, but I uh, I just, I guess you could say I lost my job at the uh, Metrodome because they're tearing it down.
1: Wait, what did you do at the Metrodome? I, I'm a
0: beer vendor. Oh, you're, oh my God. Yeah. Is that
1: how you stay so svelte?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that and cocaine. No, I, no, 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 no. That's not true. No, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm not really a beer vendor. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's what yeah. I was denying. Uh, no, I've worked there uh, to the Metrodome since 91. Wow, 1991. I worked my last game last Sunday, the uh, last Vikings game. And now they shut her down. So because you're on the morning show and stuff, do like, were you serving beer and were people like Justin? Like, yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Or like, did you get it where people like, like they were like, "Well, your career must not be going well if you're spending beer." Like, did they do oh, that stuff to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But no. you did it because you enjoyed it. And it I was love like it. Fun. It, I love it. It's a. Uh, it's it's fun. It's great exercise. The pay is pretty good for a uh, yeah I mean I don't anything legal I don't think you can I don't I don't think I have the ability to make any more money at a part-time job that's legal
1: Oh, you yeah. Know? I
0: mean, it could be really good money.
1: You're drug-dealing beer yeah. at those games. Yeah. Just walking around with your thing. And uh, uh, is Wally the beer man still alive? That sounds yeah. like an insulting question. but um, How
0: dare you? Yes. Yes, yeah, he is.
1: He just seemed like one of those guys that, like, you know, like, every time you saw him, you are like, what a fun guy. How is he going to be alive next year? Yeah. Like...
0: <laughs> what uh, I was just thinking about last night, like I mentioned to you uh, as we were walking in here, I've, I'm becoming a huge fan of another podcast, Jay Larson, Crab Feast, and one of the most recent ones I'm listening, or the one I'm listening to right now is just on the way here, uh, Todd Glass was the guest, and he starts talking about having his, like, you know, he had a heart attack a few years ago. Yeah. For some reason, that made me think of Wally the Beer Man had open heart surgery, like, and a few years ago, and he's still working. He's still chucking beers? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we had a
1: party. Uh, I worked at Martin Williams ad ad agency in town. I was an ad man. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was just like Mad Men, um, except <laughs> none of the glamour or the fun or the booze yeah. uh, or the hairstyles. smoking
0: and drinking and ladies, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, but um, we had we would have parties where Wally the beer man would come. Oh, and, like and serve us beer through his little thing. And um, and I'm sure that we paid him handsomely.
0: Oh, he yeah yeah there he makes, private appearances. The guys yeah. Yeah, He's if, filthy rich. If filthy rich.
1: Yeah, if people don't know, like Wally the Beer Man is just like a big, like big headed, big faced uh, Minnesota guy. You know, looks like a lumberjack of a guy. And he just, if you were in the lower, if you were in like section 101. Uh, or if he was serving in Section 101 and you were in Section 432, you could still hear
0: him going, Beer here. Hey, how we doing? Go beer Go beer here. Hey. hey, how we doing? Hey. Yeah, yeah. he had a he, great uh, self promoter. I remember in uh, like junior high, I remember my team, we would do like a current events thing each year and. Uh, each year, each week, we would have a little current events quiz. And he was an answer to one of our current events quizzes when I was in seventh grade. Wow. Because he was starting to really make a name of him for himself back then, where they wrote him up in like Sports Illustrated and all these things. Wow. Anyway, the reason I even brought any of this up is because you said 69. I'm going to bring it all back here. Oh, yeah. All right. And... I had to cl- so I, when I lost my job at the dome here, you know, getting laid off because they they're closing the place, tearing it down. I've used the same locker at the Metrodome since 1991. Really? And look, and what locker did I pick? They all have numbers on them. I picked 69. Sixty nine. When I was, you know, 16 or I however old I was when I started, I thought that was. I can just. I'm just like. Sixty nine. Clear- yeah, exactly. Clearing it out for the last time. I'm looking at it like. Like I actually thought this was like cool. What I was like, I gotta pick sixty-nine, man. I gotta ask you seriously. I probably question. didn't even know what the. Pell 69 meant this is
1: a serious dead serious question so the Vikings have had no luck right what if you picking the locker 69 was the thing that cursed them Right, right. like Gary Anderson missing that field goal against the Falcons when you guys were a heartbeat away Uh, from the Super Bowl like if you would have just picked mm -hmm. locker 70 or 68 yep 71 yeah but 60 I I love saying 69 um it started when we were in Myrtle Beach um every year we do a trip where I do comedy down there and then Jamie's fan Family comes and we rent a condo. And uh, uh, I was it this year or last year? Um, I don't know. What, I, I just got a, a hair up my ass, like, but it was, it was just. Like, I, like, 69ing is the fanciest thing you could do as a redneck. You know, like, like, like people went, to, they go to Myrtle Beach, like, on their big vacation that year. And, like, you know that there are guys like, man, it was awesome. We went and saw alligators. And then we rode a roller coaster and, like, we totally 69. You know, like, that's the fanciest thing you could ever do is a 69. Right? So, so I would just, I would say it on stage. I was saying it around her family. Like, I, I'm probably a despicable person that it right like, around your mother, who works at a law firm i was like hey you want a 69 (laughs) (laughs) fanciest thing we could do today um, just
0: tell her it's from like a chinese menu
1: (laughs) yeah oh it's
0: number 69
1: it's the kung pao chicken
0: (laughs) (laughs) two egg rolls yeah two egg rolls with that Two egg rolls uh how was best week ever how was it going two uh, two seasons down two seasons
1: down and um i got picked up for the third season as well and um uh it's really good. I mean, it's been a, it's a giant learning curve. I mean, when we first went in, um, gosh, my first day there, uh, I was out on tour in Pennsylvania and then I got the call. And the next day I was at Entertainment Weekly, like being interviewed and stuff. And so imagine like going from like z- like 0.0 going on in your career and then like Entertainment Weekly is like, what do you like, you know, how do you like being on this new show? And, and just like, I, I'm scared. And. The first season was pretty much just me getting over being scared all the time that I was on this show, which you should just be celebrating. Like, I what know, part was scaring you? The just just being on TV, being in front of the cameras, like preparing all the material. You know, we write probably like two hundred jokes a week. I'm a writer on it as mm-hmm. well, and um, so it was just it was like going from just doing stand up. Uh, which you write your own material. Like I was very comfortable. I was in. I'm in a comfort zone with stand up. I've been doing it for 17 years. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're on camera and and you kind of got to deliver things a certain way and um and yeah I had a lot of nerves about it the night before the pilot I didn't even sleep like like I I actually was thinking about calling in and being like yeah I can't do this I was oh so God. nervous about it really um, yeah I was I was like well because it's also the you know you get to those the point in your career where you're like, Oh my God, like I have a chance to like keep moving forward in Uh this. And like, like you have these, these thoughts in your head, like don't mess this up. yeah, And, um, and so, yeah, I think that like, don't mess it up was the whole first season, like don't mess this up. And then the whole second season, I wasn't as nervous, but I was, um, I was like just learning the job further, you know, like learning how to be more and more natural on camera. And just like, like I have all these comedic skills and I have all this talent but to block your nerves out and actually just do what you can already do is a whole skill within itself. Yeah, um
0: yeah. were there people where you're like they were so comfortable and confident from the beginning you're like you fucker how do, yeah. how,
1: do, how are you doing that and I'm not. Yeah, I definitely felt that way with some of my you know fellow cast members and they're they're good friends of mine and and I love them and I even appreciate how good they were from the get go. Um and I I wasn't not good. Like I I delivered um really good material. I was um you know, in the first season I got a lot of stuff on the air, even though inside I was terrified and, um, uh, but yeah I, I i'm grateful for them for carrying us and getting good enough ratings that we could stay on the air was but. there
0: a uh, holiday gift from vh1 or best week ever
1: there was really we, we got hoodies with best week ever on it cool which i wear hoodies like every day yeah me too and um yeah, yeah i i and so it was the best gift awesome ever, but that's what i got from acme last year was oh the, you got the, was the acme hoodie yes the, the black one right yes. they were black zip, in color zip up yeah yeah john mcdonald he's one of the door guys here uh he was wearing a black one everyone else had a gray one and i was like does the black one mean like you're a manager
0: or something
1: <laughs> like you have a different colored shirt yeah um but yeah uh but yeah but um yeah best week ever is is great and i can't wait you know next week we start filming again and um did it, like, it just end it just end. we we've had like four weeks off okay uh, we've had a hiatus and uh it's been so nice it, like you were talking about your hiatus from the show it's mm-hmm. just it's just so. Even when you love your job, it's still great to like just sleep in oh, yeah. and not think about anything. and oh, yeah, just let your
0: mind melt. Have you drank a lot of beer during the hiatus? Uh more than normal, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't drink that. I don't drink that much much as I used to. So, but yes, definitely. Yeah, I yes. don't drink anymore. So I've eaten a lot of snacks. Mm, you still, yeah. I, that was uh, something you mentioned yeah last time still
1: my- not drinking, huh? That was still not drinking yeah much to my wife's chagrin. um Tell them how much you love that I don't drink.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> how
1: yeah. much does she drink um you she's cut back a lot in all fairness um she has cut back, but she um i mean she we used to be like five six night uh, you know a week drinkers mm-hmm. and now I'd say she's at like two or three. Yeah, and she doesn't drink that much. <laughs> yeah, some nights she drinks more than others and um but I don't know. I mean, she's a great alcoholic. She's not like she does not like she doesn't drink and then want to hook up. Um uh, like we always we, she schedules sex before we go out.
0: It's oh, okay. Wonderful.
1: Um with you? Yeah, with me. Okay, um, good, good. she never she's not a dramatic drinker. Uh, you know, she doesn't, uh, like when I'm on the road, it's not like, oh, she's drinking. What's she going to do? I know what she's going to do. She's going to be at home by 1115 and asleep by 1120. Like, perfect. That's, that's the drinker she is. But Perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. 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 How about, uh, uh, what else i going to ask you about the, so best week ever. That one's got Dan St. Germain. Oh, yeah, I had him on the podcast. We recorded a whole episode. He and, uh, uh, Carmen, uh, uh, Carmen Lynch. Yeah uh we only had we we recorded it we were done only one mic worked oh so my no god. one's ever heard it
1: oh my god yeah dan is great yeah dan he was just, really
0: funny dan just sold the show to fox like like a i heard that
1: like a prime time um the guy who's in the new girl uh that jack johnson or whatever his name is he sold it with him and uh yeah it, it's like yeah and a lot of the people from Best Week Ever are about to become big stars, you know, like like Dan just sold that sitcom, Michelle's on that sitcom, uh, Enlisted, Michelle Buteau, uh, uh, Nick... Um, I just n- got a promotional
0: sweatshirt from Enlisted.
1: Oh, you did? From Fox. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. That means they're putting some money behind it. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's yeah. great. It that was
0: like two weeks ago, and I think it starts this week, next week?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been watching the commercials, and Michelle's on there. She, like, is dancing and, and like, doing this funny thing. She's hilarious. And uh, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, we know someone that's on, that's on TV. And my wife's like, you're on TV. Ah. I was like,
0: oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, Letterman happened yeah. since you were here last.
1: Yeah, that was um, – speaking of, like, being scared shitless, yeah, that was um, – uh, I, I get to do it again. Um, they already invited me back, so I, I'm oh. getting a set ready, and um, – uh, but, yeah, it was, you know, the day of, uh, I mean, I, I went down to film Best Week Ever because my theory was, how can I get nervous to film another show after I've already filmed a show? Right. Like, I've already been on TV that day. How can I be nervous? i be
0: in the zone, man.
1: Yeah, and they, they picked me up in the nicest uh, car that I've ever been in in my life. It was, it was this Mercedes that I don't even know that, like, I've seen that kind of Mercedes before. And you get in the back of this chauffeur Mercedes and there are like big magazines in the back of the seat. Like rich people like big things, I guess. Okay. And, and um, so I'm like reading big magazines in the back of this. Because <laughs> you're supposed to? Yeah, because you're supposed to. And the chauffeur was like, he's like, give me your iPhone. I'll plug it in and we can listen to your music. You know, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, and as, as we were going up the streets, you know, we started out uh, where, you know, like way down in Manhattan, almost by Ground Zero where we film. And you know we're going up, and it's like Fourteenth Avenue, and I was, or Fourteenth Street, and I was like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. And like Twenty Third, I'm like, ah, oh. nervous. Like like by like like Forty Second, I was like, oh my god, this is happening. I'm going to do Letterman. And then we round the block, and uh, because Lindsay Lohan was on, and she, you know, she was all like, people were waiting to see whether or not she was going to be cracked out or not. Oh, that same night, that same night, that's um, right, she was on. So there was a, a line around a city avenue block, you know, like like, and so. Like, once I saw that line and all the late show barricades, I was like, oh, my God, this is really happening. Like, this is I'm really doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I get out of the car like uh, like I I pull up and all the paparazzi are there. You can hear the camera. ch and there's a hubbub oh oh my god and then I open the car door and it's like oh oh." just just like
0: oh does he work here yeah
1: it was the exact sound that disappointment sounds like but from a thousand people like like, yes yes it's gonna be a no it's just that guy it was a shot on goal and the goalie saved it yeah (laughs) that's exactly what it was and the same thing happened to my wife when she was running around to go watch me Um, they because she has brown hair and she's good looking she was in a dress they thought that that was Lindsay, like dashing off after her right, parents right. yeah and it, it was just my wife oh no and um yeah she even covered her face a few times to like <laughs> awesome. fake them out but um but yeah then um um you know like uh i met paul schaefer and um yeah, yeah that guy was awesome uh and um and then biff comes up to get you and he was like we're late we got to run so when i did it not only was I nervous, but like, I had to like, literally run to the studio. And then I had like a moment just to pause and look in the mirror. And then Dave was like, Beatley? And I was like, ah, shit, I got to go. And um, so when I went out there, a few of my friends, like you know people, no matter how awesome the thing that you're doing is, especially if it's awesome, they like to just shit on you. Of course. You know? um, people just right away were like, they're like, you look winded when you got out there. And I was like, yeah, it's because I was winded. I just ran from the sixth floor to be on the show because I was running late and, um, I wasn't running late, but we just, right, right. Like they were. And, um, but yeah, I, I so I not only was I, you know, I was on the verge of a panic attack the whole time, you know, just going, just get through this. This is, you know, and I was enjoying it and, but you're just, you're not even in your own, you're, you're it's an out of body experience I bet. The the show that I've watched since I was 10 years old yeah, and yeah. I'm on it. And, um, I told my first joke, which was, my name is Pete Lee, but don't feel bad. I thought I was going to be Asian, too. <laughs> and boom, the audience just erupts. There's a balcony, and they erupt, too. And uh, Paul's laughing. And then the thing that they don't prepare you for was that Dave laughs. Like They, they actually prepare you that he's not going to laugh. They're oh, like, really? They're like, Dave might even get up and just leave in the middle of your thing and don't be distracted. He's just got stuff he's got to prepare for the next thing. No kidding. And all of a sudden, I hear Dave like, Hee-hee! And he's just laughing. He's laughing so loud that I was thinking, like, is this coming into my microphone? You know, like, is he messing up my sound on the delivery of my jokes? He's yeah, laughing yeah. that hard. Wow. And, uh, and I, like, I just couldn't even believe it. Like, in the moment, it was, it was, it was like, there's so much swirling in my head of, like, get these words right, get these lines right, um, deliver this, try not to look nervous, um, don't cry, you know, <laughs> like, like, all these things that are happening. And then there's also, like, Oh my god, one of my favorite people in the world is laughing. Yeah. And um and then afterwards, you know, like as soon as you hit your last word, they know exactly what you're going to say because right, right. you you've transcribed it for them. Mm-hmm. Um you hit your last word and the band the starts hits, playing. Music yep. And and there's just a sense of relief like, "Ooh, I'm done." there's nothing else to be nervous about. And then out of the corner of your eye, you're like, wait, David Letterman's coming to shake my hand. Yeah. And I'm like, nah. and we, we still framed it on, on our, uh, on our TV. And we got like every moment of it. And you can see my face, like, go, like Oh, like, he's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is happening. And he shook my hand. And then, the, you know, he, he re-read my credit, which apparently he doesn't do, um, very often. And, uh, and, uh, you know, in the still framing, you can see that he's frightened by my, like, enthusiasm to shake his hand. Well, then the music goes off, and um, and the handlers are walking over to greet me, you know, because they're like, we're going to take you off. He's not going to talk to you after he shakes your hand. And he just paused, and he, t- he took a breath, and he goes, ah. Oh. He goes, I got to say, Pete, he's like, you're on the right track. He goes, you really cracked my egg. And uh, wow, I was like, ah, oh, Dave, I go... I go, wow! I go. I've loved you since I was ten years old, and I go. You don't even want me to tell you what that means to me. Yeah. And he shook my hand and he goes, "You're probably right, Pete." And then he walked ah! away. And it was the coolest interaction. And several friends of mine that have done Letterman, they're like, "No, that didn't happen. He wouldn't talk to you. That didn't happen." And and then my friend Christy Stefano did it. Um, uh, he did it like two weeks later, and Dave actually swung by his dressing room. Like, I don't know if Dave's turning over a new leaf or what. What's happening? But. I felt extremely lucky. So do
0: you know when this next one's going to be?
1: No, I've been preparing the set. I actually taped the set to show to them at Acme on New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, I haven't watched it, but just this club is like shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, like... You go all around the country, and you just fight audiences, and then they come here, and they're like, oh, we can't wait to appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're not outside in the cold anymore. Let's be happy and laugh at comedy.
0: You know? uh, speaking of the cold, is it colder in this room that we're in right now? Or where there, We have this electric, by the way. Oh, it is. Convenient. It is warming up. It is. Yeah. I mean, I can hold it, so it's not yeah. real cold. <laughs> we have an electric heater in here. We're trying to produce some heat, but uh, yeah, colder here or on the set of Letterman?
1: Uh, I would say the set of Letterman is, is... So, like, you already have nerves, and then you're also freezing. Yeah. Like, that's another variable. Why am I
0: sweating and I'm cold? <laughs>
1: yeah, like, they were... I, at first, I was like, I don't want to wear a suit. I want to wear, like, a sweater vest and a tie or something like that. And they're like, you're going to want to wear a suit. Yeah. They're like, you're going to want to wear a suit and, like, wear, like, five T-shirts underneath it. But,
0: yeah. um, I'm sure you've heard about how they watched it here in the club that night,
1: right? Lewis did call me, and yeah. he said that they watched it, and that, that seems insane, Yeah. you know? Like... Yeah, that's really cool. I don't
0: remember who was here that week, but we talked about it that next... Uh, was it a Tuesday you were on? It was a Tuesday, yeah. Right? yeah. April 9th. Wow, April I can't even remember that. Yeah, and the next day we recorded... That. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember that, but yeah. Yeah. And whoever that was was talking about how everybody gathered in the, uh, in the bar area around the TVs and watched you do your set. Wow. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I remember being here really early on in my career. It was like one of my first weeks that I was even working here, and Jackie Cation was on Murphy Brown. The TV show Murphy Brown. She played Murphy Brown's assistant for like one episode. You know how Murphy Brown had like a rotating. Okay. Uh, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, someone that works here is on that TV. I can't even believe yeah, this." Yeah, yeah. And it's Met Candace Bergen. And it's Met Candice, former model Candace Bergen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How was Bergen? How was Bergen? But Did yeah. we talk about in the first time we were here that you were on a couple episodes of a soap opera?
1: Yeah, I think we did. Um I was on As the World Turns. Uh, I played Dr. Schmeglitz. I was a gynecologist. Uh, if we're repeating this for any avid listeners, I apologize, but yeah, it um it's weird. Acting is one of those things like I've always done stand up and like comedy's natural to me, but like acting is something that I've sort of come in and out of and you get really rusty. Uh, just like if you don't perform for a couple weeks doing stand up, you're super you're super rusty and um i i'm we were just talking a few days ago that i need to get back into acting so that i'm not so rusty but yeah that was just that was another out-of-body experience like i can't believe i'm on this set and like there's eye patch guy you know like like you're you're in the makeup room uh with with people that like you've seen in the supermarket checkout aisle for years and um you never made it into a soap opera digest did you no i don't think so maybe <laughs> the back of my head or something in the scene, but um but yeah, the it's funny the um, the couple that I acted in the scene with uh, one of the scenes they ended up getting married to each other and then uh, like a year ago they were just stuck in New York City traffic and I was walking by them and I walked up to them to their truck they were in their truck with their kids and I was like hey Austin oh my God you know Terry and they thought that I was like a crazed fan and I was like no no like remember Pete like and they're like oh yeah we acted with you okay you're Crazy. not you're not a lunatic you're yeah, just yeah. you're just a, a friend. But, um, yeah should we answer some of the questions from sure. twitter
0: well yeah but while you're looking that up i have a uh where are you gonna are you, do you have any allegiance to the packers being from wisconsin yeah i, forgot. I have uh so you're gonna be watching uh, them play this weekend if we get to watch them play they still have a
1: thousand more tickets otherwise it's blacked out oops they have a thousand more tickets to sell i should say um so uh somebody that was actually somebody's question i'll, I'll read their oh, okay. twitter handle
0: um uh if you're getting reception in here
1: yeah i i get it a little bit um okay so laura ludlum that's a minnesota last name oh we're the ludlum families. oh ludlums yeah oh you want to come over for some snacks at the ludlums well they're they make great fruitcake at the ludlums um oh wait but actually her it says brown-eyed new jersey girl is her um Is her screen name. That's why I couldn't get that. Yeah. um, So it's more like, yeah, we're the Ludlums in your face. (laughs) Your whole family's trash. Um, It says, yeah, why can't your Packers sell out a playoff game? I know, I know. At least you're in blah, blah, blah. Okay. So um, we can't sell out a playoff game because it's so cold that you could die. Yeah. If you're outside for more than five minutes and people don't want to stand outside for three hours. I, I mean... There are clothes that you can wear that you could be warm for that amount of time. I mean, there are like oil riggers in Alaska that have that amount of clothing. Yeah, but they're getting paid. They are getting get paid
0: to watch football. They're getting paid, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, we actually got offered, um, my friend Steve Kroner down in, uh, in Iowa was like, hey, I have tickets for this week's game if you want to postpone your flight and go over there. And, and we were like, no, we don't have the clothes for it, and we're not going to go buy them. Yeah, and, yeah. I just we walk from our hotel to Acme each night and by the time we get here I'm like my face is dying mm-hmm. like my fa- the, that's the only exposed skin and I'm like I'm dying from the face uh, like face in basically yeah. Oh yeah it can fall right off Yeah they, and if she is in New Jersey they they don't understand that cold out there like they don't um New Jersey is a great state. I was a resident for a year. It's it's great. I'm not trying to piss on Jersey, but um, where where are we at time wise? By the way,
0: uh, we're good. We're we're very good. We're good. Oh, Am yeah. I
1: bantering too much? Mm-mm, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, but they like people always think like New York just got a big snowstorm last night, and people think that New York has like a regular winter, but it's like 50 degrees most of the winter there, and then it dips down and it snows, and then the national media is there. So like, and they're such babies, you know. Like they get like a like a, a Tuesday snow shower that you guys get, they get out there, and it's the biggest news story in the world.
0: We're snowing. Oh yeah. When I look up uh, stories for the morning show, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll go to like you know some looking for national news, and mm-hmm. they'll be like, snowstorm hits the East Coast, and I'm like, eh, whatever. Whatever. Get, it's, uh, and it melts by the next day. Like they don't have to deal
1: with it. They barely have to shovel, and um. Yeah, I, I don't. know. By the way, that that we have a new mayor, Mayor De Blasio, and it's the biggest story today that he shoveled his own sidewalk. Like the, the media caught him outside shoveling his own heartwarming. Sidewalk. Yeah, he's just like you and me. He he stars. They're just like us. Yeah. I I what I like about him is that like like his sort of political take is that he's like sort of like I'm the cool dad of politics. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah, he's like he's like really into his kids, and um, uh, one of my favorite things was um. Uh, he was trying to repeal stop and frisk. Oh yeah, and yeah. then um, uh, he like De Blasio a white guy, right? And his wife is black. And um, and th- during a press conference, somebody was like, "Yeah, but you know, you wouldn't care if it was like your kids, because your kids are white." And he was like, "My kids are actually black." And it was the best moment. Like, like the whole room was just stunned. Like, what? what? You just got nailed, man! <laughs> like that was the best answer he could possibly have. Yeah, to that follow question. that one up. Yeah, yeah. boom. <laughs> nice yeah. um but anyway should we answer more questions sure. um bust is, out the twitter this is the part of the um so um uh my my best friend and best man of my wedding ryan williams at ryan from wisconsin uh said um what do you like better the spontaneity of a spontaneity of a live radio broadcast or do it yourself and lack of censorship that you get with a podcast. Hey, oh well, well, he's a deep thinker. Um, yeah, he. <laughs> I, I like how. I mean, he's my best friend in the world. And Does he, he know your answer? Is that why he asked that? No, he, but he just answered. He asked that very formally. That was a very formal extremely way. formal. He yes. should have been like, "Hey, butthole, which do you like, yeah. radio or podcast? Yeah. Comfortability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know, you get panic attacks. Um, you know, like, um, no, he. I, I don't know. I um. I definitely I like them both. That's a that's a generic answer. I need to pick one. Um, I probably like podcasts because podcasts have made me feel more comfortable just on the radio. I've done a lot of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is my favorite. Uh,
0: uh, this is my favorite. You never said that before. No,
1: no. This is my favorite. Um, uh, but are you you're, still doing yours? You're still recording the nonsense podcast. Yes. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I've been, it, I've been so busy during like filming because a lot of times I'm. I'm like filming Monday through Thursday, and then I'm touring Thursday night through Sunday, and then I come back home and I repeat. And so, we, just, uh, Jay and I haven't had any time to do our nonsense podcast. But if you want to listen to past episodes, <laughs> you can go to nonsensepodcast.com and listen to them. Um, all right, I'm going to the next question. Um, do it. Uh, um, why hasn't the ASAA, look it up, asked you to be their uber celebrity spokesperson or have they that's from that's from tom brinker tg brinker at tg brinker um he's actually a friend of mine as well um do you know what the asaa is
0: no do you no no
1: i, I feel like we need to know that in order to answer the, but first of all they haven't that's the first part of the question <laughs> I don't yes know so i'm working is.
0: for them i have no idea who they are
1: yeah <laughs> um but uh I would like to be a celebrity spokesperson for
0: something. Yeah, why not? Um, Remember when, uh, in Cheers, when Woody Harrelson, uh, when Woody's character started doing commercials for that kelp drink? Oh, really? It's <laughs> like,
1: it's terrible! <laughs> it's terrible! <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I would be a celebrity, a celebrity spokesperson for. There are a lot of products that I like. Chapstick, I'm super addicted. I- like. <laughs> I, I, I've put, since I've been in Minnesota, it's so dry here. I've put chapstick on my eyelids since I've been here, and I've put it in my nose. And um, hmm. yeah, you smell cherry all day long, but at least you don't get bloody
0: noses. And you go for the cherry. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm a 13 year old girl. Wow, how girly is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my daughters would think you're super cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this question is from Judy Palercio, uh, who works with my wife, Jamie. Um, it's at P A O J 4 um how long does it take you to prepare for a show um now that's a trick question because um i mean you're always preparing you're always writing material but like i mean before a show there's like no preparation i used to like have a regimen and like i'd have to do like i ate different things before i went on and then i started touring colleges where sometimes i wouldn't even get there until like a minute beforehand yeah you just
0: can't keep up with it yeah i don't
1: um lewis black told me in the screen room uh it was Seventeen years ago, when I first worked, it was my first week that I ever worked. Um, I was like, "How do you get ready to go up on stage?" And he goes, "He goes, you want to go up there with whatever good or bad or negative energy that you have, and just let your words transform how you feel. Like, get into it with the words." And um, that's, I think, what I always do. Like,
0: you know, I was listen- when I, I said I was listening back to the first time you were on the show, and you at that time you were saying you were kind of struggling with finding openers. Oh, opening lines. Yeah, opening yeah, lines. Yeah, um, it, not openers as in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, or, your act sucked, but yeah, uh, no. yeah,
1: opening lines. Yeah, opening lines. That because that was um, that was the only thing that was missing between me and doing like a late night show was I needed a good opener. Gosh, yeah, and um, I just wrote. I I was struggling to find another opener for this set, and um, and I wrote it on the plane. Um, uh, it was. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, And if you don't know, that's an American Indian word that means "Mm, teeter tots. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like an opener just has to be, I mean, for my style, like my whole point of view is, is essentially talking about how it sucks to be friendly, you know, Uh (laughs) like it sucks to be nice. And so um, it's hard to walk out into a crowd and just be like, I'm nice and have them laugh. So you have to find different, uh, you you have to really be creative in how you make that shift happen. Because you you know you can't go out there and be like and have the setup of it be like i'm an asshole punchline i'm nice you know so it's got to be like nice 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 nice
0: cute you know adorable. do you have a preference of like a if an act is similar to you or like you know totally opposite yeah it goes mean, up before you
1: yeah i don't i don't love it when the guy before me is super close to what i am um or going for like um like sort of like a sensitive guy kind of a thing, or, or like like a nice guy kind of a thing. Like I even prefer it if somebody's a little dirtier in front of me. Um, or a lot of times I like a really funny girl to open for me. Like, yeah. like Amber Preston's opening for me this week, and it's perfect. Yeah, she's great. because um, yeah. I almost have like a female sense of humor in a in a way. Um, and and so yeah, I, I like like I like the show to have a tone, but I don't want a guy in front of me, kind of. Yeah, I, I guess doing a lot of what I'm doing,
0: <laughs> you know, you just you just made me think uh, back to best week ever. When you're writing stuff like uh, yeah. for that show, now I know that the audience for that show is more t- towards women. Yeah, uh, do you think about that when you're? Yeah, well, I mean, or is it just like because of the you know because you're gonna do, or is it just is it just there already because you're gonna do a joke about? Lindsay lohan you know yeah
1: well i always try to make my jokes friendly like like i would say that when you want to write for women like, like i would say that my act is for women and guys also really like it yeah. like um but it's it's um i if something's too mean women will go oh yeah you know like oh and then if a guy's on a date with her he can't be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right because he's trying to get laid mm-hmm. and so if that's the problem with a lot of the mean comedy. The other the other problem with mean comedy, and this is not answering the question at all, <laughs> is that there's a finite amount of shit that you can be mean about. You know, like like uh you, like com- like the envelope of mean is very finite. There's, I mean, look at the aristocrats joke. If you have ever seen that movie, yeah, it's yeah. an amazing movie. Uh, Paul Provenza is amazing, like like for making that movie. But like you can go like abortion, AIDS, uh you know, abortion dumpster, like all these topics, but like it's finite the amount of edgy shit that's edgy that you can say. And I feel like in the realm of, of friendliness, it's, it's infinite. Yeah. Like there's, and, and especially if you're talking about the struggles of being nice, like that's infinite. Like that's, <laughs> that is absolutely
0: infinite yeah, yeah. Um, source of material. But what was your question that, just writing for it just you know pretty much answered writing like is it do you think about the audience and that you know particularly like best week ever but i just try to write for what my sense of humor would be like
1: like i try to write it as a joke that i would tell on stage and then but i've gotten notes especially recently from the network that's that say like be a little bit meaner or like oh really if they're doing it like we're doing a segment for about r kelly where he played that woman as a violin um, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, uh-huh. and they were like, "No, like really go after him because that was super stupid." And we have the green light to, like, we have the green light to really make fun of R. Kelly. And I was like, "But I still don't want to do that. Like, I don't, um like, I don't hate R. Kelly, and I don't want to make it sound like I hate R. Kelly." So one of the jokes that made it on that I did was that I I got one of the interns to sit on my lap, and I like played her like a violin, <laughs> and it made it on. You yeah. know, so like. I would just I would rather be creative and kinda cute and funny any day than just be outright shitty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I've talked about this I think on a different podcast, but like I think that one of the reasons why comedy is so mean and it's so shitty nowadays with everybody that um does it is because this up and coming generation they were the generation of kids that nobody told them no oh yeah like my niece for three years my brother didn't tell her no Uh, and and so like the confidence of these kids is off the charts because they weren't told no and so a lot of the comedy is coming from from comedians in that generation that they're like i'm awesome you suck yeah yeah you know like like i'm the best you're an asshole you know and I think I was raised like a year before that started, so I still, I don't have that confidence. And I would rather just have... Like you're some old guy now, but I know what you mean, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would rather have, I'd rather have everybody just come and have an escape from their hard lives and laugh and be delighted um, than be reminded of everything that's shitty.
0: <laughs> we how So this is, uh, it's 2014 now, you did the New Year's shows here? Yeah. How were they? the other night they, they were awesome yeah um two shows
1: right two shows uh and i was a i felt a little rusty when i came out on stage that first one because I, sta- I hadn't even thought about stand-up in two and a half weeks or whatever and um yeah and it just the crowds here were so good that they were like they there was like five minutes where i was rusty and the crowd was better than me and so there was it was just seamless and then i got into What I was doing. And then the late show was amazingly fun. And Jamie came up on stage. I totally Frenched her at the end of the night. Nice. Were
0: you on stage at midnight? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. um, Last year they missed it. Apparently David Crowe was having such a good time that he just missed it and he blew. And then uh everybody in there was so in the moment because he was so funny that everybody missed it so at like 12 15 they counted down oh no <laughs> yeah so <laughs> but i wanted to make sure that i counted down on time this time and i don't know so you just kind of stopped the act and did that and then went back to it no oh. we, i just ended the show it oh was, that was a... but it you know it was this show starts at 10 30 they got an hour and a half show yeah. that's yeah. that's great yeah. um but yeah, cuz after you you've drunkenly made out with the per, the person you came with, you don't want to like so anyway, my grandmother went to the store, you right, don't want right. to hear that. No, no. So um yeah, so we just ended it. But yeah, and then we had New Year's Day off. We went to a party uh, at a Minnesota house on a lake. Oh wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Um and um, there were uh, there were kids, tons of kids there. You have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have kids and um uh so man was that scary
0: to us to see all those kids uh-huh. like um
1: it's good right you, it, you like i love it the kids yeah
0: yeah no my yeah. biggest uh my biggest beef right now is just with the weather in uh relation to my kids because they got new uh my parents bought them inner tubes you know like the blow up things to go sledding uh uh-huh. we haven't had a chance to use them because it's two degrees it's too cold to go yeah it's too cold to go down a hill yeah
1: people don't understand that like like when they see that it's negative twenty, like, like in all parts, of they just go, "Oh wow, it's go- I don't want to go there." Like people live here, and mm-hmm. they have to, they have to do their, they have to go through their normal life. That's why downtown Minneapolis looks like a hamster trail. Yes, with all the little except skitties. not
0: from here to your hotel.
1: No, yeah, there's no way to get there. No. There's probably some like crazy underground tunnel from like when the Star Tribune built that plant next door. There's probably a tunnel. Oh yeah, there yeah.
0: It goes through there, but trading things in and out, and who knows what. Yeah, there probably is. There probably is a secret tunnel. Should we see if there's any more questions? Well, I saw there was one something about uh, football or something. Uh, um, do you guys play? What, oh, what was the one I saw
1: last night? You. It said, uh, "How did you get your wife to join your football league?" And that was actually the opposite. Um, when I moved to New York, I didn't even know how to throw a spiral. And my dad's an interior decorator. Yeah,
0: you said that you were a skateboarder. Yeah, yeah yep. skateboarder. The old
1: joke is my dad th- taught me how to throw a party. You know, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, my wife taught me how to throw a spiral. You know, um, and wow, and she, uh, but she played on this league, and then I had no friends when I moved there, and um, so she got me on the league, and for a while she was the team captain, and I was just playing and you stand up there and block um, yeah i was i was the rusher because i couldn't guard anybody i was the rusher and and um i was in taekwondo growing up so I have, I have like great and i was a wrestler so like me rushing like i would i had like the record for the playoff in sacks i think i had eight sacks in a game look at that and uh yeah i was
0: really good at containing the
1: quarterback and flustering them and um
0: were you uh, jamie you were like yeah honey you're really good good job <laughs>
1: Well so I was the rusher on defense and then on offense, like everybody's a wide receiver. Right. that's basically how it is. And um so I'd be rushing and she was she's our team's safety. I mean, that's how good she is, she's our safety. And um and she'd be playing her position, like running backwards, yelling at me like, Get up and get him. You fucking get up there. God, you're an asshole, get him and the and the whole the whole other team wouldn't respect me because she was just Ba- she's bagging on me so hard nice that on offense i would score i think i had the most like i was like our wide out that would score the long bomb uh touchdowns because nobody'd be like all right we don't even have to guard yeah, yeah. him He's we know so, he sucks he sucks so bad yeah. and i would score like yeah I'd, I'd score like three touchdowns a game because of that and it was a great well mental. you
0: know the uh vikings have a head coaching um uh, <laughs> opening i don't know what are you working right now? Maybe you want to coach the Vikings. Interested? Oh, that sounds like a great idea. That first female coach. Mm-hmm. You'd NFL. have to. You'd have to move to Minnesota. I, I don't suppose, know if I could do but, that. It is yeah. too cold here. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Do you think the Vikings could just play in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> the summers are beautiful here. Can I mean, we
0: pre-tape the games? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I I do miss I do miss the summers. I, the spring, summers, and early fall. I miss here, and I miss the people a lot, and. Um, we were what were we watching? Uh, Twin Cities Live, that TV show. Yeah. Uh, I've been on it before, um, but they had this lady on there yesterday, and like this is what she does for a living. She's like, I take, I make little little pine trees, and then I sprinkle powdered sugar on them, and I put them in a jar, and then it's like, hey, look, you got a little outside inside. It's in the jar, and I was this huh? is. What? Yeah, right? <laughs> what? She's just this crafty Minnesota lady, but it, was, it all last night on stage, I couldn't stop saying like, and then you put it in a jar. <laughs> it just seemed like the most Minnesota thing, to say. Yeah. It. You put it in a jar. Make sure the lid's
0: tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You want a beer? I'll put it in a jar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, you know, we got a little bit more time here. Oh, good. Did I, I want- see something... I- and I'm going to bring this up and hopefully I'm not wrong. Were you any, the Boston marathon crap that happened? No. um, I, were you anywhere near that or what was it? No, my tweet
1: that I had a tweet that was really, um, big. It said, uh, um, it said, um, dear comedians, you know, that funny tweet or, you know, you know that funny tweet you're about to write, uh, save it as a draft. And, um, and then I wrote heart comma Pete. And um, yeah, it got like tweeted and retweeted. It was like a thousand retweets. It was crazy. Um, but I just that goes back to like like just like comedian. I, I don't think that comedians should be as shitty as they are. You know, like could you imagine if you got twenty thousand followers from a celebrity death tweet? Like, would you feel good? No. karmically, right? You know, right. like like what? And and I always think it's and I did it. I I'm guilty. Like people go. I've never deleted those tweets. Like. When a celebrity would die, I would go, or like a big bombing would happen or something like that. I'd try to write the funny topical thing about it, and it was mostly out of just desperation for like, I just want somebody to see me, you yeah, know, yeah. like, I, I want attention, whatever. It's like that little kid thing, like, how big was my splash? Like, right, you right. Know? Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. And just after, I don't know, I think it was like when Whitney Houston died, I, I just, I remember I saw Jesselnik had like a hilarious tweet, and then I was trying to write one, and then I was like wait, what? Like, what am I doing? Like, I loved Whitney Houston. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a guy, and like, I love the bodyguard soundtrack still. Like, like you me know. Me
0: yeah. I don't know about still, <laughs> but I did. I wish people could have seen your face. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah, no, that's true. But, I saw it in the theater. I yeah. loved that movie. Twice, I think. Oh, my God. And bought the cassette tape soundtrack. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to be her bodyguard. Yeah, fuck Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's me. Fuck him. Yeah, he can go dance with wolves. You know, that's one of the first concerts I ever went to was Whitney Houston. Oh, really? 1986. Wow. Yes, in St. Paul. What'd you do Outdoors. What did you do with your tickets? Do you still have them? I don't think there was a ticket stub. It was oh. one of these outdoor festivals that oh, they yeah. do where, you know. You could have put it in a jar. I could. I should have put it in a you jar. Put it in a jar. My I put all my stub ticket stubs
1: in a jar. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Um, I don't know how we got off on that tangent.
0: What was the original question?
1: I feel like I could answer.
0: Oh, you answered it. The marathon stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but I wasn't involved in it. I've, we've done the New York City Marathon together. Uh, we've finished in the exact same time together. and uh, Holding
0: hands across the finish yeah, line? Yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, it was,
1: um, yeah, I remember being afraid of getting married, and one of my friends pointed out, they're like, wait, you're afraid of marriage? you guys ran a marathon together like that's way harder than marriage yeah i can't even imagine and um but yeah and i love being married by the way and i'm not saying that because she's here like i'm sure i'm sure um so many (laughs) i was like terrified i was the most terrified of marriage and now i couldn't even imagine my life without it like it's 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 awesome how was yeah how was the panic leading up to that was pretty when I, when I was she's laughing i was counting the money when i bought her engagement ring uh because i saved up cash like i literally like would put away ten dollars at a time like just Aww. saving and it was i told her i was like please do not pressure me about marriage because i'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day and eating mac and cheese for dinner and saving for this ring so like it's gonna take me a while don't pressure me and i wound up getting her like an amazing ring and. Uh, it was it was like four years of saving. I started saving like two weeks into our relationship. It was like two months into our relationship. I started saving. Wow. And um, but yeah. Um, Jeez, when's the
0: relationship book coming out?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We should be that that couple. You know how? You remember uh, the chick that played Samantha on Sex and the City, like Kim Cattrall? Yeah, she started uh, a, like a. She wrote like a sex book with her husband, and it was like how to make a lasting relationship. And then like a year later, they were divorced. <laughs> it seems like every time a celebrity couple, they they talk about how great their relationship is, then they get divorced. All right, don't do a book. I don't want to do a book so about that. Forget that, that idea. But, um, Maybe a wanna, song together. Yeah, we can do a song. Come
0: on, an album where we're wearing matching sweatshirts or sweaters. Christmas sweaters. Christmas sweaters, Jamie. I bet there's still sales at Mills Fleet Farm. Menards. (laughs) Think think about it. I worked at Menards as a cashier for years. You
1: did? Uh, Yeah, it was funny. All the guys from my high school worked in the lumber yard, you know, and uh, and they're like, they're like, Man, why you and this is keep in mind that this is the 90s, and I'm going to use this word because this is what people did in the 90s in Wisconsin. But they'd be like, You work as a cashier, you're a total faggot. And I was like, What? Like, I think I'm the opposite of gay, I'm working where the hottest girls in our high school work, and like. Like I like I'm not trying to make you jealous, but um,
0: <laughs> me or your wife? I'm my, sorry. Yeah, yeah, both of you.
1: But no, like like I was able to date a couple of them. Yeah, and like they're the hottest girls because I was able to talk to them all day. Yeah, and those guys were chucking lumber with with guys that had lumberyard
0: farts. Like it's not. Yeah, that's we have that in common. I dated a, uh, I dated a Menards cashier once as well. Oh really? In high school, yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. Do they
1: only hired hot girls? It was great, and me for some reason. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. But, um,
1: yeah, the I I was a Menards cashier, and then for a while I was the head cashier, and uh, I wrote a bit about it. It's on my first CD about um about how like like you can go anywhere, and the ha- like the person that has to like override when the cashier messes up, uh, they just come over and they're like, "You're a fucking idiot!" And,
0: like they're just typing <laughs> right, and they right, twist right.
1: their key, and it's always on like a like a like a like a telephone cord kind of like mm-hmm. scrunchy keychain. Yep. yep. They're just like you're an idiot like they're they're like two weeks ahead of that person in their experience and right it's like ah, oh, you idiot right <laughs> you suck but um they yeah. have a collar on their orange sweater yeah, yeah yeah they have a collar instead of and then the, yeah or maybe their smock has like like an outline to it that's, right right it's um, different but um so we taught we were we, were, we went from marathons to marriage to I forget, but yeah, I feel like I wanted to, cap- yeah, I really like being married. I wish I could go back and tell my single self that being married married is not that bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the best. The only downside is you can't have sex with other people, but like with all the diseases right now, like that's kind of great. You're probably better off. Yeah. You're probably all better off. It's kind of great. It's but- better off. Hey, where I'd be better
0: off. You can just ga- grab your STDs and put them in a jar. So we are getting pretty close to the time. So what else? The next year is bringing what? Another season of Best Week Ever. You no, said starts later. Se- yeah, month. uh J- January tenth is our
1: first episode. um Next Tuesday is my first shoot date. Uh, so less than a week away, I start shooting. um uh, I'm doing Letterman. I'm going to try to do Jimmy Fallon because I want to do um the Tonight Show because he's like yeah. after the Olympics, he's he's the host of the Tonight Show. So. I'm sending them a tape, too. Sweet. Um, I have a couple different sets right now that are just ready. I've been writing for a long time. And then I I just I want to try to... I'm just trying to be home more a little bit in in New York because before I was touring so much, and now I've gotten a little bit of a financial cushion where I can just be home a little bit more and enjoy doing the show more, enjoying doing stand-up and... Towards the tail end of last year I wasn't writing a whole lot of stand up because I was just so busy and burnt out and sure. Yeah. I'm really excited to write the next, you know, half hour of my stand up. Yeah. And um yeah, so that's kinda what's coming up next. I don't I don't know I, there was talk that I was gonna do a movie for a while and then I don't know if the funding it was it's an indie film, like about a million dollar budget, and they've raised like eight hundred thousand, but uh, they're sort of there it's sort of a standstill with the fundraising so maybe I'll be doing that next year but um I
0: you just reminded me of something. Uh, you have—I know—you've said many times about how when you started here it was the night that Nick Swordson was heading off, and they did tell yeah. him like, pass the hat around. Yeah. Well, now that he's a millionaire, has he ever gone back and paid those people back? <laughs> he should, right?
1: Right. He definitely should. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. People. Um... Th- I mean, you were—you were saying they passed the hat around. He was heading to what New York, right? New York. He, he was, was just out starting to... out. Like everybody helped him out. Get. To send him out there, yeah. Well, now he's got enough money. Come on back.
1: I think when they raised like three hundred dollars that night, he should definitely pay them back with interest. Yeah, but Nick's also the kind of guy that, um, like, I remember one night I was at I was at a bar and like he just we were just all drinking and eating and whatever. And at the end of the night, when we went to get our tabs, um, they were like, "Oh, Nick got it." And I was like, "What? Yeah, Nick got everything. Wow, that was like eighty dollars that I racked up in booze and pizza and whatever, and he just got it." Wow, that's really cool.
0: No, I've hung out with him before at the bars, and uh, very generous. So I just... He's very
1: generous, but he also just wants someone else to do six shots with him. Right, right.
0: <laughs> I got some crystal. Let's fucking go. Party. Let's par- party. 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 I never mentioned that I need to thank um, Circle of Heat for the music that they play at the beginning of the podcast. Oh. Thank you to those guys. And um, what else? Here's a question that we can... Uh, how many cats pete is too many cats how many cats is too many cats Mm -hmm. well i had nine cats growing up for real yeah and we didn't
1: live on a farm my mom was a feminist and every it's like being an alcoholic you get a chip every year that you're a feminist you get a cat (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just like that um but uh yeah we had nine cats growing up and uh one of our cats last week just passed away like they've all lived to be like way over 20 years old oh my god and um uh, yeah, one of the last cats that we got just passed, and now my, my mom's down to one cat. She's like, I she's like, I haven't had one cat since we got our first cat. Holy cow! Yeah, so I guess uh, ten. Ten's too many, because <laughs> nine was what we had growing
0: Perfect. up.
1: Perfect! Pete,
0: thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast here in the igloo.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, by, by the way, I'm wearing gloves. Yeah. I should have told people, I'm wearing gloves This right is the now. first,
0: and I didn't mention it when you are doing it, but you did apply chapstick during the recording here
1: i did and i would like to close by saying that minnesota is the coldest place on earth that doesn't have penguins (laughs) i I agree (laughs) unless you go to como zoo yeah yeah (laughs) yeah put them in a jar
0: (laughs) put them in a jar (laughs) thanks
1: pete all right thank you guys perfect
0: perfect perfect